It's time to place your bets. Let's talk to the pros. Welcome in, everybody, to Betting Pros. It is me, Joey P. Joe P. Zapia. That, of course, is the handsome, the talented, the intellectual giant, Scott Bogman. That's the one and only time you'll be called an intellectual giant. I just want you to know, Boggs. And more today, handsome. more handsome. <laughs> <laughs> but today, we've got a fun breakdown of the college football playoffs and the rest of the bowl games, the big bowl games, the ones you've been waiting for. And I know. Some bowl games have been canceled. Some things have been moved around. It hasn't been the ideal situation this last week. But, Bob, we've got a ton of games to break down, including the two big ones on New Year's Eve that I'm super excited about. So are you ready, my friend? Are you ready for some football? Let's dive in, man. I am rip Warren, and ready to go. I'm loving this. Just uh, to get an update here so far, Mm -hmm. I think uh, B-Fry1987 is leading the pack in our contest, in our bowl pick'em. But... He definitely does not have the highest max points. Um, okay. Uh, you know, so there's still lots of games to go. Looks like uh, my guy, uh, Justin Walker, has more points available than him. Delphi does, too. There's actually a lot of people that have more points available than him. But, um, yeah, there's uh, lots of football left. So we're still chugging along towards the finish line. All right. Well, let's start with the Duke's Mayo Bowl. That's right. Right. The Duke's Mayo Bowl. Steep South Carolina. South Carolina versus North Carolina, the battle of the Carolinas. North Carolina is nine point favorites in this one. 58 is the number. Boggs, what are your thoughts on UNC versus South Carolina? This is an easy one to pick for me. UNC will be playing at mainly full strength uh, as quarterback Sam Howell is going to be playing in this game um, uh, instead of opting out. South Carolina is going to lose their starting running backs, Condre White, their best defensive player in edge rusher Kingsley and, and Gabare and their quarterback, Jason Brown, and the transfer portal. So they're going to start graduate assistant turned starting quarterback, Zeb Noland, at QB for them. So uh, the big mismatch here is the run game. UNC averaged over 220 yards per game this year, and South Carolina was 98th against the run. Bad on offense, bad on defense. UNC by way more than 10. Okay. All right. There you have it. This is a good bowl name. Okay. The Music City Bowl. I understand this one. That makes sense. This is a good one. <laughs> Purdue versus Tennessee. Tennessee, five and a half point favorite. 63 and a half is the number. But Boggs opt outs making this a different game. It really is. I mean, yeah. Like you mentioned, wide receiver David Bell, edge rusher George Karloftis, both could be first round picks. Karloftis definitely will be. They're going to skip this game to prep for the NFL draft for Purdue. So Tennessee can score. They average 38.8 points per game, led by quarterback Hendon Hooker, who actually just today we found out he has a hand issue, has like a cut on his hand or something. So he's a little bit questionable, but I do still expect him to play in this game. And um, I mean, 26 touchdowns to three interceptions. He's also second in this team uh, in rushing with 500 yards and five touchdowns. I think Purdue will be a different team without their best player on offense and defense. So, um, you know, they still have a good defense, but I think Tennessee is going to be too much for them. So give me the balls in that one. The Peach Bowl, 12th ranked Pittsburgh taking on Michigan State, who is ranked 10th in the nation. Michigan State is two and a half point favorites. The number is 56, but the big impact on this one is on the Pitt quarterback side, right? Because Kenny Pickett uh, will not be available for this game. 
Well, it's both sides here because Kenny Pickett is gone for Pitt. And on the other side, um, Michigan State's going to be without Doak Walker, award-winning running back, and Kenneth Walker, who both opted out. So Nick Patty is going to start this game for Pitt. He has 14 pass attempts on the season. <laughs> so um, it, both defenses have been not great. Uh, Pitt was 105th against the pass. But, um, you know, Michigan was dead last against the pass. Still, so Pitt is way better. Um, to me, it's easier to replace a running back than a quarterback. So I'm going to take Pitt in this game, but it is not going to be, it definitely ain't what it was when we looked at it and said, Hey, this looks like a pretty good game. Mm, looks just okay. now. Mm, fair enough. All right, let's move to the Las Vegas bowl, Arizona state versus Wisconsin, Wisconsin, six point favors to this one. The number is just 42. So do you think yeah. this number set a little low or is this actually an under waiting to happen? I I'm, I'm taking the under here. I'm going to be rooting for the sun devils. My one of my best friends, his stepson plays defensive line for the devils, Anthony Cooper. Uh, but uh, unfortunately I don't think that's going to be enough. Me rooting for them. Wisconsin brings way too much defense in this game. Fifth ranked against the pass first against the run six in scoring ASU is a top 25 rushing offense, but their top two RBs Rashad white left for the NFL draft. Uh, Demontre Trainum left for the portal is going to go play linebacker at Ohio state, which is weird, but um, ASU has a decent run defense, but I don't think they'll have enough firepower to play up. Uh, I think give me Bray Braylon Allen and the defense for Wisconsin and the under in this game. ASU just doesn't have much. You know, you're getting old when you have friends who have kids that are playing college football. I just want to, I mean, just want to yes. point that out. That Thank just, you. Is this because I pointed out how bald you were before we started, Joe? Come That's on. exactly why. I'm <laughs> this out now. Gator Bowl, Rutgers versus 17th ranked Wake Forest. Wake Forest, 14 point favorites in this one, as they should be. By the way, Rutgers has played times this year. 61 and a half is the number for this one. But uh, once again, Texas A&M opted out of this game with COVID issues. So now Rutgers replacing them. So what yeah. kind of impact, you know, are they walking into the belly of the beast here in this basically? I mean, I think this would have been a pretty solid game between the Wake Forest offense and the Texas A&M defense. But unfortunately, uh, the Aggies can't go. So uh, the Demon Deacons um, have some studs. Uh, I know Sam Hartman. I think A.T. Perry is going to play. I think Roberson just opted out yesterday for this game. But. Rutgers is outgunned. They had less time to prep for this right. game. They weren't good the whole year. Wake Forest is going to blow the doors off of them. I don't see this one as a close game. The other, the only other game, though, that I thought was going to be a, you know, blowing the doors off of someone, I thought Mississippi State was going to go in and just wreck Texas Tech, and they didn't come to play, and Texas Tech killed them. It was a complete opposite of what I thought. So you never know in bowl season, but I will take Wake Forest. Now, the next one's when, you know, you have a team break up with you, and you're single and somebody else is single. You know, you might as well just try to make it work and get together. This is getting, why you... getting your New Year's Eve on right here. Well, pretty much. Is. I mean, yeah. I, this is the time of year too, where every single second of any television is about match.com and about, you know, mm -hmm. uh, what eHarmony and every other dating right. app. Right. So that's what happened here. Central Michigan doesn't have a partner anymore. Washington State doesn't have a partner anymore. So yeah, but this ain't eHarmony, dude. This is Tinder right here. Let's just find somebody. <laughs> let's just find somebody for <laughs> the night. You you know? All right. That's well, it. let's see if you're going to swipe left or right because Washington State is seven-point favorites and the number is 59 in the Sun Bowl. So, Boggs, uh, before I make any other metaphors that are going to get me in trouble on this show, <laughs> how do you see this game going? 
It's a weird game, man. Uh, both of them had their opponents cancel, like you said. Central Michigan versus Washington State here. Uh, Central Michigan actually matches up pretty well in this game, Joey. Uh, they have a strong pass rush, and they're going to try to control the clock. Um, but uh, see, uh, Central Michigan running back Lou Nichols led the country in rushing yards with 1,710 this year. But Washington State has been fairly galvanized since uh, Nick Rolovich was fired and interim head coach uh, Jake Dickert took over, and he is now their new head coach, a lot like Freeman at Notre Dame. So uh, Walzu will be missing some key players here, offensive tackle Abraham Lucas and running back Max Borgie not playing, but I think they're still going to have enough to beat Central Michigan by seven, so I will roll with them and their new head coach uh, over Central Michigan. But it it. I bet you it's going to be closer than a lot of people are going to give a Mac team credit for. All right. The next one's the Texas bowl with two teams that are kind of going in the wrong direction. LSU versus Kansas state, Kansas state actually favored in this one, three and a half point favorites. My, how the mighty LSU has fallen 55 and a half yeah. is the number. So your thoughts on this one, cause a lot of the money's coming in on the Kansas side. Yeah. Look, both these teams are heading in the wrong direction, right? But LSU obviously has a bigger issue with the head coach leaving tons of transfers and uh, anyone with experience basically opting out here. So mm -hmm. uh, K-State has had issues on offense this year and they parted ways with their OC after a loss to a pathetic Texas team. I know all about that pathetic team, <laughs> uh, but I'm going to take the Wildcats here because at least they're going to have their starting quarterback, their running back, Deuce Vaughn, who's going to be a guy that you love in the NFL, Joey, a, a short guy Ooh. with a lot of explosiveness. Sounds um, like me. Yeah, he he is a lot of fun <laughs> to watch. Um, they've got LSU's got an interim head coach, a backup quarterback. We'll be missing a ton of starting talent. I'm going to take K-State here um, in the things need to get cleaned up bowl is what I'm going to call this one. And that's actually the last bowl before the national championship. I just think all these other ones after it are bigger and more important. Next is the Outback Bowl, which has a lot of opt-outs as well. 21st-ranked Arkansas is one-point favorites versus Penn State, 47.5 Penn State. We all know the troubles they've had all year. Uh, but despite all those troubles here, this game is practically a pick -em, So which side are you going to pick? Yeah, this one is uh, difficult to pick for sure. Like you said, basically one point. That's uh, who is going to win this straight up. Lots of opt-outs. Uh, Trey Burks, uh, Traylon Smith, and Jalen Catalan all out for Arkansas and then Jahan Dotson, the best player for Penn state opting out and their NFL caliber uh, safety Jaquan Brisker out. But I think for Arkansas to say that KJ Jefferson has had a better than expected season uh, would be putting it lightly here for him uh, and selling him short. He's 67% completion rate, 21 to three touchdown interception ratio and 500 yards rushing has helped the Razorbacks all year long. Penn State defense will have their hands full, but they have slowed some great offenses this year, uh, holding Ohio State and Michigan both well under their average points per game. They held Ohio State to 33 when their average is 45, Michigan to 21 when their average is 37.7. This is a hard one to call. I'm going to take the Razorbacks in a close one because mm. I'm going to lean on Sam Pittman over Franklin here, specifically in clock management. Fair. So give me Pittman and the Razorbacks. Your whole season's led to this next one here, the Fiesta Bowl. It's Notre Dame. <laughs> fifth ranked going up against Oklahoma <laughs> state number nine in the country. Now Notre Dame is two and a half point favorites in this game. The number is 45 and a half. You really uh, turned it around when it came to Notre Dame this year. So you got one more shot at it, Boggs, which way are you going? And I wish I, this is where I wish I was still in Arizona, man. Cause this is the Fiesta bowl. And I would definitely be going to this one uh, mm -hmm. if I was still in AC, but I think it's going to be a great game. Notre Dame will be without their best offensive player and Kyron Williams. 
their best overall player and probable top 10 pick safety Kyle Hamilton. Mm -hmm. Even without those guys, so they're still two and a half point favorites in this game. And I really think they're going to get up to play behind their new head coach, Marcus Freeman. Since week two, the only team to put up 30 on Notre Dame was UNC. And OK State only allowed Oklahoma to put up more than 24 on them the whole season. The quarterbacks, unfortunately, will be the key, and both aren't great. Spencer Sanders had four interceptions in the Big 12 championship loss to Baylor for OK State, and in their one loss to Cincy, uh, Cone was benched for Drew Pine, who didn't end up playing again this season. Um, I'm going to take Notre Dame in this game, but I do believe this is a true coin flip. But for me, I just think that uh, Freeman is going to have his guys ready to play. The whole team is mad that Brian Kelly left, and I think they're going to show it uh, on the field. So give me Notre Dame to win the Fiesta Bowl. Bench for a guy named Pine is never a good thing. That's, uh, <laughs> right off the bat. That's like Isn't a kicker or a closer like that? that named Blewett. So. <laughs> well, you know, my good friend Mike Blewett, who's been on this show many times, uh, mm-hmm. you know, people always like, he's a, he's a betting analyst and his name is Blewett. That can't yeah. be good. You know? Just but change your name to make it. You know, that, that, I think that's what I, I legally changed my name, my name to make it or name. Well, that sounds exactly like a betting host, right? This is Joey make it. So oh, yeah, like every is... single uh, weatherman is named storm or spritz yeah, storm or whatever. Or, yeah, yeah. yeah. Give me a break. Lightning. Yeah. Mike Thunder, the, the weatherman. Right. He's either a weatherman or a porn star. Thunder Thompson that. here with yeah. you and the citrus ball. All right. Yeah. The citrus storm ball. Drake. That's my weatherman name. So. Uh, mine is drizzle lightly. That's my, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm older, so right, that's true. Citrus, citrus bowl, 22nd ranked Kentucky, three point favorites in this one against 15th ranked Iowa. The number's just 44. So your thoughts on this one, Boggs, can Iowa pull off an upset here against Kentucky? I mean, this is an easy game for me to pick. Uh, in my opinion, both of these teams played outstanding defense. Iowa only allowed over 30 points once to Michigan, who's in the playoff. And they finished in the top 15 in scoring defense. Kentucky was 33, uh, 33rd, 33rd, 33rd in scoring uh, defense and allowed only 19.1 points per game. The other side of the ball, though, that's the issue for Iowa. Um, they were 97th in scoring, 110th in passing, and 111th in rushing. Kentucky's pretty good on offense, finishing in the top 35 of scoring behind a rushing offense that averaged over 200 yards per game with Chris Rodriguez and your boy, Kavasi Smoke. So give me Kentucky in a walk. So I think Kentucky just beats the crap out of Iowa. And I can't, I mean, I was ranked two at one point this yeah, year, but they have nothing on offense. It is real bad. Well, they've me. always been, look, they've been a team that lived and died on the defensive side anyway, and that's just not going to get it done. At the right. end of the day in college football, you got to put points on the board with some of these giant SEC offenses around. Speaking of teams that used to be ranked in the top four, <laughs> Ohio State <laughs> is uh, sixth in the nation now. They are five-point favorites against Utah, ranked 11th in the country. In the Rose Bowl, 64.5 is the number here. I got to say, man, I feel like Ohio State's going to blow the doors off Utah. I know Utah's had some good moments this year about taking anything away from the Utes, and they've had some big games and some upsets, but I think they're going to be outclassed in this one, Boggs, but you're the expert. You tell me. Well, I mean, th- this one is there's lots of weird narratives, right? Because you have the one where Utah beat the crap out of Oregon twice and Oregon beat Ohio State. So you have that one, which always the transitive property one always is eye rolling to me. But, you know, the one that I do take with a little more seriousness is Ohio State. Just they've got a lot of ma- uh, a massive amount of opt outs. 
maybe they just don't get up to play this game since they didn't mm. make the playoff, right? Um, this one for me is about Utah being able to stop Ohio State, which I don't see as realistic. So I am with you. Uh, even without the top two wide receivers for Ohio State in this game, they're still flush with talent. They got a Heisman contender, quarterback CJ Stroud, one of the nation's best running backs, and Travian Henderson. And the receiving options are still great with Jackson Smith and Jigba and Jeremy Ruckert and, you know, Fleming and everybody else that they have on this roster. The Utes run behind the strength of their run game and defense, but I don't think they'll be able to slow down Ohio State, which um, will have them having to pass with quarterback Cam Rising. And I just don't think he's going to be able to get it done, in my opinion. So I think the Buckeyes went big like you. I think that five is the safest number on this entire board of the show. That's just uh, I think Kentucky by three is the safest, but I think. OK, well, that's fair. All right. The Kentucky one's a good one, too. You got me, Boggs. All right. Way <laughs> to go. All right. Hope you're proud of yourself. Sugar <laughs> Bowl, am. seventh ranked Baylor taking on Ole Miss and ranked number eighth in the country here. And it's uh, Ole Miss is one and a half point favorites in this game. Fifty five and a half is the over-under, and you're actually going to get Matt Corral here in this game, which is great for those of us uh, fantasy and dynasty nerds, because you're going to get, just in case you don't watch much college football, a nice look at him on a nationally televised big-time bowl game. So your thoughts on Ole Miss one, is Matt Corral going to put on a show? And this is, to me, it's all about Matt Corral not opting out for this, because mm -hmm. that's going to make the rest of his team want to play. Knowing, I mean, you know, um, nothing safe. We saw Jake, Butt, who was probably a, a, you know, second round, at least tight end talent for Michigan playing an orange bowl that didn't matter and blow out his knee and mm -hmm. drop to the sixth round and not you know, consequently not have a great NFL career so far. Uh, so, you know, th these are the dangers when you play in this game, but, um, I think, uh, this is going to be dangerous for the quarterbacks. If it's it is protected. It is, uh, yeah. but anybody can get hurt sure, in course. these games. It's still football. So with this being a pretty damn close game in the first place, I don't think Ole Miss would have been able to hang with Baylor without their star quarterback. But these teams, you know, I, I said this on CFP winning edge to Nick, uh, to, to Nick. Um, I feel like Ole Miss is an Big 12 team playing in the SEC and that Baylor is an SEC team playing in the Big 12, right? Because, uh, I mean, it makes sense if you, if you, you know, that's one you of those. Watch them what are, play. Yeah. What are the, what do the kids say, Joey? If you know, you know, that's one of those. Uh, you so. know, that's another one I'm already, I'm already over that. And, and I saw somebody who was older than me using it. I was like, stop. stop. <laughs> well, I'm a little bit younger, so uh, yeah, it's right. okay. I'm still too old to be saying that, but uh, Ole Miss will be playing a fast pace. Uh, averaging the seventh most plays per game. But Baylor has, they've seen that in the Big 12. Baylor plays with a strong run game, 15th in the nation, 215 and a half yards per game. And the defense is great, but Ole Miss has seen that in the SEC. So I, to me, it's really all about Matt Corral coming back and his teammates getting up to play in this game because he is back. I think this is a pick em, but I am going to take Ole Miss in this game because Matt Corral is playing for them. All right, let's get to the big ones here. Here we go. The college football playoffs, let's do it. Cotton Bowl, fourth-ranked Cincinnati versus first-ranked Alabama. Alabama, 13.5-point favorites in this one. 57.5 is the number. I'm sure we both think Alabama's going to win this game, but the question is the 13.5 right now. Can right. Cincinnati keep this one close at all? I don't know if they've got an answer for Jameson Williams. I really don't. I mean, that kid is so good. I know Mechie's not going to play in this game, unfortunately, because of his injury, but that duo was so good. But even so, Williams is on his own. It's just such a monster right now. I don't know, Boggs. 13 and a half sounds about right to me, but do you think this one could get ugly? Uh, I mean, it could. This game could go a bunch of different ways. So mm -hmm. to me, what it's really about is Alabama looking scary good against they have uh, down Georgia the, in yeah. the SEC championship. Well, that's the whole thing, because Auburn, they look beatable. 
and then they turn well they've around. looked beatable the whole year right they they they, they, they played a tough game to Florida. They were beatable at times, sure. and then they looked very beatable towards the end. But they lost think- to AM. Uh right. they, they almost yeah. lost to Florida. Uh, Auburn played them tough. That game is weird, though. Uh, but for me, I mean, you mentioned it, Joe. The, the biggest matchup in this game is going to be Sauce Gardner on Jamison Williams. That's what it's going to be. Uh, Mechie is out. So Cincinnati will be fine with letting Slade Bolden, Jill Billingsley, whoever else beat them, not Jamison Williams. Um, on the other side of the ball, uh, when Cincy has it, it's going to be keeping Desmond Ritter upright. And Alabama's one loss this year to Texas A&M. They didn't sack quarterback Zach Calzada one time. That's the only game they didn't have at least two sacks. So, um, you know, and since that game, they've had at least three in every single game. So uh, since he has a tall mountain to climb here against Alabama, but it is not insurmountable. This isn't an unbeatable Alabama team. I think if they played Bama last year, they lose by 50. I think if they play LSU the year before, they lose by 60, right? So those are teams that, you know, just a G5 team is not going to keep up with at all. Alabama isn't that team. They can be. They look like that in the SEC championship. But with that, all that being said, I'm still going to take Alabama and lay the points here because – I will believe in a G5 team when I see a G5 team do it here. <laughs> and and I, look, I hope it's Cincinnati. I hope they do it and, um, you know, start evening the playing field that we have here between the P5 and the G5. I mean, I think conference is changing and all that stuff is going to eventually do that anyway. But I would like to see it beforehand. So, you know, Cincinnati has earned this spot. I know there's people that believe they don't belong there. They absolutely do. They are a very good team, but this one could get away from them real quick. If Bama shows up and plays dominant style of football that they played against Georgia, they will beat down anybody. It wouldn't matter if it was Georgia. It wouldn't matter Mm -hmm. if it was Michigan or Cincinnati or Ohio state or whoever. If Bama shows up and plays to their ability, they'll beat anybody by 40. So um, it's imperative bogs that I feel like they have to, keep it close in the first quarter because if they, they do. if you look up in this 21 nothing in the first quarter it's and going it's to over. be real yeah. it's, it's over already go get a sandwich and get ready for Michigan Georgia <laughs> that's what you do so and let's do that let's go get ready for it <laughs> orange bowl third ranked michigan uh, excuse me third ranked georgia seven and a half point favorites over second ranked michigan the over under is 45 uh and i got to tell you boy if you like defense and run the football <laughs> this is the game for you boys and girls so that's what michigan likes to do certainly play defense attack the quarterback run the hell out of the football and that's what georgia likes to do too now georgia seven and a half point favorites to me it's a little dangerous here because michigan continues to get to play the underdog narrative and it makes it real scary cuz Georgia finally got kind of punched in the mouth and we all saw it and they haven't been able to play a game since. So either two things are going to happen. Either they're going to get up off the mat or they're not. And Bogman, I'm going to ask you this question. Is Michigan dangerous here in this football game? They absolutely are. And, and this team, you know, you mentioned it. These, this, these two playing each other is the Spider-Man meme where Spider-Man's pointing <laughs> to Spider-Man, right? So both strong defense, number one for Georgia, number four for Michigan in scoring and um, great run game. Number 10 for Michigan, number 31 for Georgia. Bama did destroy Georgia. You know, you mentioned it in the SEC championship and we know that Michigan is going to be looking at what Bama did and trying to repeat it. They just don't have the type of offense that Bama did to do those type of things, in my opinion. So, they're going to try to run. They have two great running backs and Hassan Haskins and Blake Corum, but Georgia was a number two d- a rush defense in the country behind Wisconsin. So I don't think that's going to go well on the other side of the ball. When Georgia has the ball, they're going to try to run into that Michigan defense, which ranked 20th in the country. So to me, 
the big time splash plays are going to be what make the difference in this game. Um, both Michigan and Georgia had 16 turnovers on defense. They both had four uh, kick blocks, uh, you know, blocks, uh, uh, kicks and punts blocked. Uh, so the only difference to me is the sack totals here. Uh, Michigan had 34, Georgia had 41. I have a feeling that Georgia will have a big player too that will win this game for them. But if I'm betting my cash, my hard-earned dollars that mm -hmm. I get for speaking into this microphone, I would take Michigan plus the points and the under in this game. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be a real tight, edge of your seat, nervous one. You know, it's going to be a game that AFC North fans love. So I'll love <laughs> it. I don't know yeah. if uh, you know, Big 12 fans, SEC fans are going to like. Uh, the low scoring game here. So uh, give me Michigan in the under, but I will take Georgia to win the game. And I think we get Bama and Georgia rematch for the national title. All right. I'd love to see that rematch. I wouldn't mind seeing Michigan in that game either. I don't want to write off Cincinnati, but at the end of the day, I just think it's going to be uh, a little outclassed, but I hope it's a competitive game, at least for yeah. three or four quarters, at least. So let's, let's hope that we I mean, get Desmond Ritter, De Desmond Ritter blows his draft stock up. If they, even oh, come if Desmond Ritter and Cincinnati beat Alabama and he throws for 300 yards or something crazy like that, <laughs> let me tell you, he is going to shoot above Corral. I'm telling you, yeah, he's going to be in that conversation sure. right now. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be fun to watch, that's for sure. So make sure you stay tuned to that. And also make sure you stay tuned to us here over on Betting Pro. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, please, when you get a chance. And also click that little notifications bell, too, because we're going to have a whole lot more Betting Pro's content for you. We got another week, two with the national championship game. Boggs and I'll be back to preview that with all of the fun props and everything in between on that game. It's going to be a great time. In the meantime, you can check out Bogman's work over at bettingpros.com and follow him on the Twitter machine at Bogman Sports. That'll do it for us, but the story of the game goes on. For Scott Bogman, I'm Joey P. We'll see you next time, kids. <laughs> <laughs>